This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, on the 15th of January, the Hangatonga Hangahapai volcano uh, erupted and we all remember the consequences of that called tsunamis in Tonga, Fiji, American Samoa, Vanuatu and across the Pacific Rim. Uh, the effort to support those families in Tonga goes on, and we thought we'd find out a little bit more about the local effort as far as that's concerned. And joining us on the line now, a familiar voice to us here at ORFM, Mary Jane Kivalu, uh, one of the hosts of the Love Ain't My Show. Um, good to have you with us. Maloa Lele. Maloa Lele, Jeff. Take us back um, to the 15th of January as far as you're concerned. How did you find out about what was happening on the day and what were the immediate impacts for you and yours? Um, I think for me uh, it was mainly um, just online news about um, uh, Tonga monitoring, um, you know, potential, um, the, the potential for the volcano to erupt and so on. And so... Um, on the day of the um, eruption, the my news feed was going off of like my family and friends in Tonga, like hearing like the big bang, and then just like screaming and running because they were recording it at the time, and so that was happening for a long while until um, the internet cut off in Tonga, and so basically alongside every other. Tongan person outside of Tonga, we we all had to sit and wait until um, someone was in touch with uh, the government in Tonga. Um, for me, it was quite uh, distressing because um, my mum's family um, and my mum's village is, was uh, the closest to the to the volcano. Um, so my mum's house was. Um, is on that island and it's called the island of Nomuka and so for me it was a pretty distressing time just waiting to hear what what happened uh, to to my mum's family, my mum's brother and so on and so yeah, very stressful and it, it was a massive waiting game. How uh, long did you have to wait Mary Jane before you got news? Uh, the news from my my mum's family took like almost a week um, because not only was it hard to get a hold of Tonga, we had to wait until Tonga's uh, main island got a hold of the outer islands itself. And then from then, because we would receive news online that like there were deaths and, you know, um, a couple of the deaths were from where my mum's islands were. So that's why we had to, we had to kind of, it was a guessing game because you had to think, you know, does the does the age and the gender fit someone in your family, and 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 then just pretty much wait for a name release. That's an incredibly stressful period, uh, and um, thank you for sharing uh, your own experience. And of course, that experience felt by by thousands all around the world with Tongan connections, mm-hmm. of course. Um, so, you know, we saw uh, the relief effort kick into gear as these things do, and it's with the communication issues being particularly a problem, it uh, would have been um, difficult to know, I suppose, exactly what was required. But uh, what we do know of is uh, Pacific communities uh, rally together immediately. And one of the things that they focus on is practical support for families on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, once you got to that period of having some knowledge of what was going on, 
How did the local effort to support those in Tonga get underway? Oh, it was um, our Tongan community has been like amazing. They rallied together in terms of um, being able to facilitate a family to family approach. Um, and so that was just to help in addition to what the government was providing and also what the other countries were providing. So in Auckland, they organized a committee that, um, had, you know, had come together with, um, Matson. Um, and so Matson was providing, uh, containers and so on for families here to shift resources over to, uh, Tonga. And so, the Dunedin Tongan community caught wind of that and uh, what our president and our project lead did was rally uh, the community to seek out donations um, and it was mainly non-perishable donations, um, especially in regards to food and so on and and we arranged for a drop-off point out in, in South Dunedin thanks to uh, the Methodist uh, mission, Little Citizens. And so... Um, People from all around Dunedin have been dropping off donations um, of all different kinds. It was clothes. Uh, we had Joe Taylor who was collecting um, the jandals over at the warehouse. And we had New World Census City um, giving donations. And And what we did was we gave an opportunity for the local Tongan families to um, create packages in wooden crates. Um, to pack it with what they want, uh, they wanted to send to their families as far as their knowledge was. And then um, for those who couldn't fill the bins, then we would get the donations and add it on top of it. And it was absolutely amazing. Like We were able to also help out international Tongan students that are studying here at um, the university and the Polytech. And so uh, just yesterday, actually, I just got back from Auckland. Uh, I flew over there to... Um, to put our our packages into the Matson containers and officially seal it before the ship sails. It's a special day to have yeah. seen that uh, that effort realised and now actually on its way to help people. Still a long journey, though, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, and I'm glad you did, um, the student population here, some of the younger uh, people with Tongan connections. Mm-hmm. Um a very upsetting time. I imagine pastoral support is really important right now. Yep, really important. And I think uh, the university's done um, a great job in terms of uh, trying to respond. So we had our Pacific staff reaching out to the international students pastorally while they worked on uh, supporting with financial hardship. So part of um, our culture is that you know, in times like this, we have to pull together and everything that we've got um, in our pockets and in our homes, it pretty much goes to responding to what's happened back home. And the university acknowledged that that's exactly what our international Tongan students would be doing. So um, the Tongan students were really grateful that the university was able to include our students in the the hardship fund, um, that if they were wanting to to help with resources back home, there was a hardship fund that they had access to. Mary Jane, how are communications now? Well, officially, uh, we just caught news um, early, early this morning that the net cable was back up and running in Tonga. 
uh, before that, it was, um, you know, touch and go. Um, it was almost like a queue in line, like when a few people would be online, other people couldn't get on. And so when when you managed to connect with your families, it was only like a few minutes calls um, as opposed to the usual, you know. With advanced technology these days, we're used to having our, our video calls with our families. Um, but note this morning, I'm pretty sure almost every every uh, person in Tonga with a digital device um, <laughs> had welcomed them, like said hello to Facebook this morning. <laughs> it's nice to have some good news, isn't it, after such a yeah. long period of uncertainty. Um, Definitely. So you mentioned your own family situation, your own mother's situation. What what was she left with and what has she now got to do to get herself sort of back on her feet? Oh, uh, her, unfortunately, my mum's uh, family houses were all wiped out um, on the island. Um, and so at the moment, um, we're, we're, we're still going through responding to the immediate needs of of getting food and clothes because uh, a lot of their clothes and stuff were damaged. Um, neighbors have been quite good in terms of housing our family and stuff. And so I, I, I imagine pretty soon we would be looking at how we can help with the rebuild uh, back at home. I know that the Tongan government is, is already working towards rebuilding um, the areas and the regions and islands that were uh, wiped out, but you know, um, it's it's going to take some time to rebuild our home again. And so, uh, people like me and my first cousins and my siblings all around uh, the world, we're currently trying to see what we can rally individually in terms of, um, you know, addressing the needs of our home island because it's, it's it wasn't just my my mum's family home; it was also her neighbours. Um, and then their neighbouring island who was completely wiped out. And so have they been taken in by other families or is there other other structures there that they've made temporary homes out of? Uh, so they've been taken in, taken in under, um, by other families um, because the area was kind of just wiped out. And so um, the ones that were, I guess, a little bit on higher ground um, were able to take them in until they could be moved back to um, the main island just to check on their house and stuff. I know my uncle had issues with his legs, um, so he needed to get some medical attention back on the main island. Um, but yeah, at the moment, they're just, um, I guess you could call it family, but you know, probably like very, very far distant cousins. But because everyone in Tonga keeps track of their their uh, their line, everyone knows who's connected. So we're, we're quite lucky that we can that our family can just walk over to to the neighbours and say, "Hey, can I chill here until um, we when we manage to rebuild our house?" Mm. So seeing those containers on their way is obviously a big step, um, an additional step to what's already taken place in terms of the relief effort. Uh, As far Mm -hmm. as you're concerned locally, as far as the Dunedin Tongan community has been organised, the effort continues, I imagine. What uh, what are the plans from here? Uh, The Tongan community will be having a conversation around... um, whether we have the opportunity and, um, I guess, capability to send 
yet another container, um, you know, because we know that the sponsorships and everything will will come will eventually come to a stop. So then, what are we going to do when we need to send a container for the rebuild phase? You know, not just thinking about rebuilding houses, but the schools that were that were wiped out in our local villages. Um, so the Tongan community is going to have a conversation about next steps and how they can do that. Um, I know for myself, um, up ahead, I'm, what, you know, for my island, I'm planning to do like an auction night uh, where we bid off some auctions and then have all those, uh, all the proceedings go towards the rebuilding phase of my mum's home island. So, so we have the, the the wider Tongan community arrangements, and then we have people doing uh, little pockets of fundraising in, in different areas in Dunedin. And, you know, part of going up to Auckland yesterday was, um, you know, kind of showing Auckland, like, you know, these Tongans in Dunedin as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Representing. And that's yep, what you're exactly. doing. Thank you so much for that. Uh, all right. Um, just finally, Mary Jane, uh, listeners who have not connected directly with the Dunedin Tongan community as far as the relief efforts concerned, but but know mm-hmm. after hearing um, what you've been able to share with us today, knowing that they want to be able to help in some way, what would you recommend mm-hmm. is the best way for people to do that? Um, the best way would be to uh, go to follow our Facebook page, Dunedin Tongan Community. Um, and on that Facebook page, we have... Uh, different ways that you can donate either tangible items or uh, a financial donation if that's your preference. Uh, we have a Give a Little page that's set up to go towards the local Dunedin efforts towards the responding to the tsunami. Mary Jane Kivalu, thank you so much for taking some time to join us on the Awesome Morning Show, sharing your own experience and uh, helping us uh, get a better understanding of what's going on towards supporting the people of Tonga. All the very best with your continued efforts, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you uh, on your own program and uh, perhaps on this one later down the track too. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.